0: Hello, and welcome to the Architectette podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Brady. Architectette is a podcast that illuminates the lesser heard stories of women plus in architecture and related fields. On today's episode of Architectette, we welcome Christina Mazoudis. Christina has a background in graphic design and is the business development manager for Red Elephant, a Texas-based company that focuses on the design and production of architectural signage. On today's episode, we talk about Christina's upbringing in Colombia, her start in graphic design, and how her organizational and management skills helped her grow into her current role. We talk about the reason Red Elephant focuses on architectural signage and how they approach partnerships with developers and architects. We also chat about the unexpected start of the company, how founder Indusanka transitioned from working at Southwest Airlines to choosing to open a signage company. Red Elephant was also recently rebranded, so we're going to talk about the complexity of rebranding and how the company chose to change its name from FSGS to Red Elephant. We end by talking about a few of Christina's favorite projects like Pegasus Park and all of the considerations that go into making sure a signage project is beautiful, functional and code compliant. Links to learn more about Christina and Red Elephant are going to be in the show notes if you'd like to support the show, make sure to leave us a review, follow on podcast platforms and social media, and join our mailing list at architectet.com. That's architect, dot com. Enjoy the episode. I'd like to welcome our guest, Christina Mazoudis. Welcome, Christina. Hi, Caitlin. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm very excited to be here today. Do you mind giving a short introduction of just who you are and what's important to you? Okay, my
1: name is Christina Mazoudis. I am a business development manager for Red Elephant. We do architectural signage. My background is in graphic design. That's how I started in the business and uh, I kind of evolved into taking care of clients. So that's why I'm in this position now. And, uh, and I really am passionate about bringing solutions to the clients, uh, giving opportunities to people here locally, and, and just working on like really cool projects that you're really
0: proud to see. So that is my motivation. To flesh out kind of your background of how you ended up here, do you mind talking about where you grew up and then maybe how you transitioned into first graphic design?
1: Okay, so I grew up in, in Bogota, Colombia. That's where I'm from. As you know, you know, Colombia is a very, very wonderful country. It's, it's really pretty, has a lot of nature. People are really happy. They always find an excuse to have fun and celebrate something. So I grew up with a, a really big family and we used to hang out together all the time. The typical, you know, stereotypical Hispanic family, we have a bunch of cousins, but it was so much fun growing up. We used to just hang out and and, and play around. You know, we used to have big parties like birthdays and baptisms. Everything was so much fun. So that's kind of like where I come from. And when I grew up in Colombia in the 90s, MTV used to be, like, huge. And uh, an American television was amazing. So if you were a kid in the 90s in Colombia and you were watching, you know, like, Cartoon Network and MTV, we were bombarded by American marketing all the time. So, like, all the mo- music videos, uh, movies, the toys. Um, I remember, like, if you were a kid and your parents would go to the United States and they would come back with toys, if they bought them a Toys R Us, oh, my gosh, you were, like, the coolest kid you know, because you got all this stuff from America, so that was a huge influence for me when I was growing up. And um, and I remember when I watched that movie, What Women Want, you know, with Mel Gibson and Helen Hunt. So I thought it was like super cool that this girl just shows up in this agency and she's like a powerhouse and disrupting the whole, you know, agency. And and that was really cool to me. Like that stay with me. And I always thought like, oh my gosh, marketing is so much fun. Like I remember that movie, right? When I was a kid. It's not like that in real life, right? All the time. Uh, But I think it was a huge influence in me deciding to get into advertising, marketing uh, and the graphic industry overall. So that's kind of like how I got into the uh, idea that I wanted to do design. And uh, when I went to college. I started doing graphic design and I really liked it. I worked for different companies that were doing illuminated signs, vehicle wraps, uh, promotional items, and I learned to run the machines and I learned how to install the graphics. So I did that for a couple of years, but then I realized that I was really good at helping the clients figure out what they needed and keeping them updated with their projects, making sure they were meeting their deadlines. And that was the part that I said, man, I actually have a strength in making sure that people get what they're looking for, right? And communicating that to them and saying, hey, you're looking for this. This is how we can make it work. Um, I realized that that was a strength that I had. So I kind of evolved from being a graphic designer, just being all day at a desk. And then, you know, going to job sites, visiting the clients, coming up with those solutions. Um, I really enjoy that. And after 15 years, now I'm doing business development here and, you know, finding clients, connecting people, coordinating designers, architects, uh, general contractors. So it's been an evolution of like learning all these different aspects of the business and now bringing all of that together to collaborate with others.
0: You said you're really good at that more client management side of things. What skills help you excel at that part of your job?
1: I think using technology to help yourself, you know, so like using your calendar and having lists. We here at the office were fanatics of, I don't know if you know this, a little notebook that is called Remarkable. It's amazing. It's a digital notebook and you can keep unlimited notes for everything that you do. So ever since we started using that, you become so efficient because you have everything in the notebook at all times. So I think using technology to know where everything is and if a client calls you and you need to give them an update, you can go through your notes really quick or finding something that you're looking for at, at, literally in your hands it has helped me a lot to be very productive and know where everything is in different stages. But not only like keeping up with the technology to help you use it as a tool, having a team is really important. Having a team that you can go to and ask, hey, where are we on this? Can you give me an update? That has been very helpful. And uh, I think that's one of the biggest things that has changed for me in my career in the last five years is, is finding the right place where people are actually help you to be successful. That has been great. Because I don't need to know everything about signage. I need to know who I have to go ask about something and they give me the right answer so I can take that back to my client and that has been a great learning experience for
0: me lately.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah and it probably helps too that you have that background in both graphic design and it sounds like you were doing some of the fabrication and installation as well. Mm-hmm. So you can draw from all of that experience to work with the folks that are doing that on the projects but also kind of talk through that process with clients of oh you want this, this is how it's going to be made, this is how long it will take, this is how we install it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So then when you switched to business development, was that something that you just naturally transitioned at the company that you were working at? Or did you get to a certain point at your previous company and then transition to business development in your current role?
1: No, so I started here as an account manager. And um, and my boss, her name is Indu. She's the CEO of the company. Um, She's really good at noticing what people are good at. And instead of trying to fit people in a position just because they applied for that position, if there's a strength or, or maybe a weakness, right, maybe you're not really good at doing this, where can we put you so that you can be successful? And I think with time, I working together, she realized that there are, you know, some things that I do better than others. And that's kind of how it evolved into, hey, you know what, maybe be the front-facing part of the projects find find the projects that are good for us where we can bring a lot of value and communicate that to the client. We have a big team here. We have me and then my boss and then we have project managers who once we get the project, they basically are responsible for keeping the client updated all the way until the end of the project. Um, and then we have a graphic design team that is comprised of I believe five people right now. Luis is our design director. He has a background in architecture and he's very passionate about compliance and ordinances, which is a little bit crazy to me, Uh, but I actually really like it because he's very helpful. So like I was saying, we have people that are here to help me be successful, Mm -hmm. and I can always go to them and ask for help, and they know where everything is or how to make things work. And just putting that team together really lets me focus on business development and trying to find the right projects for the company. Um, I don't know if you, when you're running a business, you don't want to take on any project just because you want to be busy, right? You want to take the right projects. And in the beginning, we were doing a lot of like, oh, somebody needs a sign, let's go get it done. And then we quickly realized that that was not the greatest idea. So we're like, we really need to think about who we want to work with and why we want to work with them. And that's one of the reasons why we really like working with developers and architects, because they're very into the project. They want to make sure that everything is very successful. They're not just looking for the cheapest thing that is fast. Uh, they want to make sure that there's quality throughout the whole process. And and that's a good partnership for us and them.
0: Mm. So your ideal client is someone who is more uh, kind of, it has like a vision, I guess, where they have an overall project mm-hmm. and the signage is really going to get it to that next level. And that's where your company steps in and works hand in hand with their design teams then to present a more like elevated solution.
1: Yes. And a lot of times, you know, when you think about signage, it's not only, you know, like, let's say multifamily, right? You have your exterior signage and then you have your interior package, which is going to be a lobby sign and your units and amenities. But then you also have your safety stuff that is required by the city. So then you have your fire, you know, fire riser room and all these things that are required for by the fire department. But there's a huge plot, plot twist here and is that every single city is different you know, the signs that you're going to put in Dallas are not going to be the same that you put in Allen. And then trying to figure that out while you're doing the construction and you're dealing with bigger things like electrical work and air conditioning and all these other systems that are way more complex, the signs become a pain because you're like, I just need to get this sign here for the CO, you know, inspection. And why are they bothering me about this little sign that says fire riser room, right? but that's where we come in as a resource to make sure that all of this is taken care of and it doesn't become a problem. So the clients that work with us in an in an early stage, they're very successful because as the inspections are coming in and we're doing everything by phases, they don't have to worry about all these tiny little things. And if I'm project manager or if it's one of my clients that we need to do something for them for an inspection, we'll make sure the signs are in place. If we need a rush, we'll rush it for them. Uh, we don't see that typically, but You know, if you start working on it early, then you won't have those problems later on.
0: Yeah, I guess when you think of signage, you probably like most people think of building signage or something very large outside. But you were just talking about the room signage and doorway signage, egress signage. What is the breadth of signs that your company works on from like exterior to interior
1: Okay, so a lot of the services that we provide are going to be very, from the, from the beginning of a project all the way to the end. So let's talk about, for example, that commercial um, building, right, an office building. So you have all the stuff for safety signage for the job site, all the Coroplast signs that are going to go showing where the wayfinding is for the construction people, PPE, and safety signage. And then you're going to have stuff that is required for the safety and the inspections. This is going to be things that are, you know, like ADA required signs, IBC required signs and C, which is pretty similar to ADA here in Texas. So all of those things you have to account for in the beginning. And then we have the ADA signage that we use for the office rooms or the amenities, which are going to be your signs that have the Braille with the name, you know, at the restroom and things like that. And then we have the exterior signage. So if you have a big sign on the building up front, which is going to be illuminated at night, then you put that in the package as well. And then sometimes when we're working with interior firms, they do a lot of environmental graphics. So you're going to have murals with illuminated lobby signs, all this type of things that are going to be the collaborative spaces. So we do those as well.
0: Okay. Wow. So I guess oftentimes you're working just with Red Elephant, but also probably have to outsource or collaborate with electrical to get signage illuminated. I'm looking at the, the sign behind you, <laughs> which I saw on your website too. It's one of your big projects. Working hand in hand with electrical systems too, to get the sign illuminated. Yeah.
1: So one of the things that makes us different from other sign companies is that we have a master electrician with within our staff. Oh, wow. So he person in charge of making sure that everything is in order when it comes to the electrical. You know, he's the one that does all the permitting and he makes sure that everything's inspected and it's UL certified and it passes all the inspections. So we have that in-house. And, you know, if we need something electrical, you can go to Jeremy and he'll get the answer for you. And he runs the whole installation team. So we actually have uh, two crews, they do the electrical signage, and then we have other people that do the interior signage.
0: Oh, that's very helpful to have someone in-house then to build the signs, but also to consult on what are the limitations or how can you push the boundaries of innovation when you're designing a sign?
1: Yes. and And this is one of the reasons why we've been able to grow so much as a company is because we're not dependent on third parties doing their job. So when we first started, we were not doing manufacturing for years, uh, about five years ago. And uh, we were actually outsourcing a lot of the work, but it was so unreliable and we, we were just getting really frustrated. So the decision was made, hey, you know what? We have so many people asking for this electrical signs. We're going to have to start building them on our own. Um, at the time, we have a really tiny space, so we had to lease another warehouse to do all the electrical work. And then we were taking signs from one shop to the other one, painting here, and then putting the vinyl there. And it was a lot of work because we had to move stuff around every day. Um, And then in 2020, when the pandemic happened, uh, we decided to do our own building because we were just too tight and it was too difficult to be moving signs around. So the owners bought a a piece of land and we built our own facility to do all the fabrication here.
0: And so... You mentioned Indu already. She is the CEO of Red Elephant. Can you talk a little bit, do you, or do you know the story of how she founded the company and in its initial stages?
1: Mm-hmm. So Indu, she used to work for Southwest Airlines and she's a very smart lady. She wanted to get a promotion within the company and, and she, she couldn't get it. And uh, one of the feedback that, some of the feedback that, that she received was that she had too much drive she wanted to change things and she kept you know wanting to do different things or whatever and she was like oh my gosh like how is that a problem you know like isn't that supposed you know to be what we want to do like get better so then she realized that maybe like corporate wasn't for her and um she said maybe i can start my own company and see how that goes and if it doesn't work out then i'll just you know get a job or whatever um and then she decided to get in the sign industry because there's a lot of potential not only in the work but changing the experience for the clients Typically when we work with architects or designers, or even GCs, they have a lot of issues with communication and reliability. And that is the gap that she saw that we could fill. So one of the things that we do here at the company, we're very, we work really hard to make sure we're communicating with the client. We work really hard to make sure that everybody's updated and the client know where their project is at a certain time. Um, And just these tiny things that you would think that everybody's doing, you know, it's just a handful of things. And you would think that everybody's doing that, but they're not. So, you know, updating your client, even if you have a challenge, right? As soon as you have a challenge, you need to let them know, hey, we're dealing with this. This is what we're trying to do to fix it. Do you have an opinion or do you have some feedback? A lot of times you'll find that people have a challenge and they just go completely quiet and you're trying to get an answer and you can't get anything out of your supplier or whatever. So we don't do that. We work really hard to make sure that our clients know where their project is at all times. And by doing little things like that, that she saw that you could improve a company. We've been growing so fast because she's like very strict about these things. And sometimes it's, it's a lot of pressure to keep up with all this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. But it really makes you better and it makes you smarter and it makes you try to figure out how can I work smarter instead of working hard. Mm-hmm. So she's been able with, with her leadership, she's been able to grow the company. When I started, we had eight people. And right now we have, I,
0: I think the last count, it was 40. Wow, that's incredible. And was she working in signage at Southwest or she was in a totally different category?
1: Totally different. When she bought this company, she had no idea about materials or printers or absolutely anything, which actually I think that's a plus because I think she didn't, she didn't bring any of her old ways from like other sign places to the company. So she's looking at this with completely brand new eyes uh, and she's been able to bring people into the company that that know the business and the industry. And I think giving them the power to make the decisions and and help the company grow because she doesn't have those like ideas from the past or, you know, like old way of doing things, it has really helped to put together a really strong
0: team. So does she have a business background?
1: Yes, she went to SMU and she has an MBA and um, I believe she has a degree in engineering as well. And she was doing like business consulting and working at, at Southwest Airlines doing
0: something with business as well. Sometimes it takes it almost an outsider's perspective to look at a business and go, okay, I know that everyone has been doing it this way for such a long time, but what if we flip it upside down and do it this way? And it seems like that has worked really well for her, It's just coming in with that fresh perspective and not being held to any of the, the old ways of doing things.
1: Yeah, and you'd be surprised how many people that work here in our teams that they've come from other sign shops. They like working here because of that, because your boss is not the typical sign shop owner. And I, and I don't mean any disrespect, but, you know, it's just, it's just the way the business is, right? This, this industry has been the same. Anybody can go buy a flatbed and say that they do signs, right? We all say, honestly, we all sell the same product and we all buy the material from the same place. So, I mean, it's not like we're doing different things in different sign shops. What is going to make you different, right? Like give your client the communication that they're asking for, give them really good quality, um, make sure that you have a team that knows what they're doing so they can execute the project. So those things is what makes the difference when you're working with a sign shop. And she has done a really good job in putting people together that, you know, they can see the vision and they're committed to the company and to the clients as well.
0: I love that. And so, the company was previously known as FSGS and recently rebranded to Red Elephant. Can you talk a little bit about what drove that effort and what is the process for rebranding a signage company?
1: So, FSGS uh, was the, the original name was different, and then we made it short for FSGS, so it was a little bit easier to keep up with. Uh, but what we found is it was it was not memorable at all. And then you have to think about this: you're going through all these letters in your mind. To try to remember fsgs right and then we we laugh about this with Indu a lot because she's from india and like i said i'm from colombia so we do have accents okay and and it's really hard to say fsgs over the phone okay (laughs) so or we would be at a networking event you know like talking to people and it's really loud and you're trying to say hey it's christina with fsgs it's really hard it's really hard so we're like, wow, this is getting like out of hand, you know. But I think it's, it's mostly we we wanted something that really reflects our company. And the name was just not up to par to, you know, with all the stuff that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we mm-hmm. talked about it last year. You know, we started with the idea of, you know, maybe we can think about changing the name. But it, it's a lot. It's a big process. It's a long process. You want to make sure you get the right name because you're going to keep it for a while. So what we did is we went to... Through rounds of different ideas, you know, so people in, within our team they brought suggestions, and then our design team came up with some ideas as well, um, and then we narrowed it down to a couple of things that we liked. And at that point, we weren't sure we were going in the right direction, so we we were thinking about maybe hiring a, an agency to co- come in and help us to figure it out. And then Indu was talking to her daughter because she kept working on this for so long. And her daughter said, hey, mom, like, just do something simple, right? Why are you overthinking all these names and all these words, like, you know, synergy and whatever? And she's like, can, can you just come up with something easy, you know, like like Apple or something, right? And then she said, maybe, mom, you should name it, like, Red Elephant. It just, you know, like, it just came out of nowhere. And then Intu just kept thinking about it. And she's like, yeah, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of nice. But it, it, you couldn't make the connection with signage at that time, right? So we went through our long list of names and then Indu told us, hey guys, what do you think about this name? And everybody kind of liked it, right? We thought about it for a little while and then something really weird happened. Uh, One of our employees came to Indu for her birthday and she said, hey Indu, I I found something for you. I was shopping a while back and I found something really cute and I bought it for you, but I hadn't had a chance to give it to you. And it was Indu's birthday. So she brought this little box and uh, and when Indu uh, opened it, it was a tiny red elephant. But the, the thing is, uh, she didn't know that we were going to do uh, a rebrand because she was in a different team. She was in the fabrication team.
0: Oh, wow. So she hadn't been part of any of those conversations.
1: At all. Like she had no clue. Nobody ever told her because the conversation was really small just between the sales team and the design team. But, you know, she got that for her birthday. And then she's like, oh, my gosh, this is like too much. Right. This is a sign. So then we thought about it and, and decided to hire an agency to help us make the connection between the red elephant and, and how does that come together with signage. And we also asked them to give us some other name op- options to see if maybe we would like something else. Uh, but after doing a lot of research and discussion, you know, and and uh, brainstorming, they even came back to us and said, hey, you know what? I think this is, this is a really cool, unique name. You guys just need to add you know, something so that people know what you do, right? So we ended up with Red Elephant Design and Architectural Signage as part of the whole name. And, um, and they did a whole, like, branding book showing us how it's connected to the elephant. So a lot of the things that we were talking about is, you know, the elephant is a, it's a really big animal. They're very smart. And they actually pave the way for other animals. So one of the things that we're thinking is we're disrupting the sign industry And we're paving the way, right? And we'll do whatever it takes to get to our destination. Uh, We're also very loyal to our clients. So a lot of the things and the characteristics from Elephants, they actually do translate into what we're trying to do here. And the marketing agency was amazing at at putting all of this together and making it work. So you're going to start to see a lot of our new stuff coming out in social media and, and all the connection between the red elephant, architectural signage, and then all the big things that come with that big service and high standards and big quality. So we're really excited, it's it's gonna be a huge deal, at least for us here internally, it's a really big deal because we've been working with this tiny name and it doesn't represent, and and now we'll be able to go out there and tell people, hey, we're we're this, right? We're creative and we're big and we can help you with big projects. It's been probably like nine months since we started the conversation and it's been a, a lot of rounds of logo proofing. And then we have to change all the signage in our own company. So it's been a lot of work on top of our regular jobs of, you know, taking care of our clients. But like I said, I mean, I personally enjoy it very much. And I know you do those too. So it's it's been fun. And we hope that our clients are going to, you know, like that better. And the new clients, you know, like prospective people that want to work with us, that they can really see who
0: we who we are. Well, I know that that's a huge process. I have worked at two architecture firms that went through logo changes and rebranding while I was there. And I mean, the hard part is finding the name and then going with that. But then once you get it, you have to update all of your your websites, your social media. And then you don't even think about your business cards, your templates, your logos that go on all of your paperwork and everything. So that's I know that's a huge effort. And I'm sure to finally launch the name and have it out there is just a big sigh of relief to have jumped over that hurdle and now to sit with the the new name.
1: Oh yeah, Kaylee, you have no idea. I, I was so stressed out about that. You know, like on top of my job and taking care of the jobs and the clients that I have, I was able to do a list. It had like 180 items of all the stuff, different departments, you know, like who's gonna do what. And after I did that, I felt so much better. I was like, okay, this is all the stuff that I know we have to take care of. And, uh, and I have people in the team that can, you know, be responsible for that. So you basically just delegate and say, hey, you're going to take care of these five things. You're going to do this. And if you, if you split it like that, it's, it's way easier than one person trying to do everything. So we've been working on that internally for, for like the last month, you know, doing small updates here and there. We also didn't want to do like a huge uh, launch because we didn't want to confuse people and think that maybe something changed. So we've done it like really, really soft, you know, slowly. Thankfully, it wasn't like a huge thing where it was from one day to the next. So we've been able to, you know, make little steps and it's it's going well.
0: That's excellent. Well, congratulations. I know as a signage company too, you probably want everything to look perfect, but you also have a lot of teammates that are experts in updating probably the signage at your building and also all the graphics and You have the the A-team really working on the rolling out of the rebrand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering if we can talk a little bit now about projects that you've worked on. Maybe we start with like one or two of your favorite or recent projects that you've worked on. If you can kind of talk through just the design process or execution process of those.
1: My personal favorite is the Pegasus Park. Um, So here in Dallas, we have this huge icon, right? The Pegasus icon from ExxonMobil. And uh, there is a building uh, close to, like in uptown Dallas, and it it was vacant for a very long time. Um, And then an investor bought it, and they wanted to revitalize the area. So with, um, with a, I think it's a philanthropy group, they decided to put together this project to bring in different people, so like education and healthcare and things like that to revitalize the building. So they went ahead and they renovated the whole building. It's called Pegasus Park. And we started working with the architect in the early stages um, because what they did is they, they kind of divided the building for different people to come in, right? Like different sure. tenants. We are working on the wayfinding for the building. And then when the tenants are coming in, we're working with the, with the property management firm and the actual client that is moving in to do their interior packages. Mm-hmm. So the main thing in that building was the Pegasus. So what we did is we took down that huge sign. It was from the 60s and it had real neon on it. So what we had to do is we brought it down and we retrofitted the neon with the LEDs. This is a more, like a much more sustainable solution. Um, it lasts longer and then it also gives you the you know the opportunity to change the colors and make it a little bit more dynamic. We had a lot of challenges when we were doing this project, mostly with the weather, because you're all the way up there and if it Starts to get too windy, the guys couldn't work. So we would prep everything to go out there and do some of the work. And then it was too windy. So they couldn't do the whole thing. So I think it took a little bit longer than we expected. We were going to do a train, but I think that didn't work out because it had to be too big and you didn't have enough space. But other than that, you know, we, like we couldn't bring the sign to our shop because it was too big. So the guys had to set up shop at the location. And they had to work out there. So we had tents and they had all their their equipment and everything there for a couple of days when they were doing the retrofit. So that was another thing too that we had to think about because when you bring it to the shop, it's very comfortable. You have your tools, you have all the people. It doesn't matter if the weather is good or bad, but the sign was just way too big to transport all the way you know, to where we're located. So again, I mean, it was not an easy project, but we were able to execute it because we had the right team. And it looks it looks amazing. It's really pretty. And the fact that it's changing the colors and stuff like that is very nice. The client really wanted that. It's been really cool to see how, you know, it started from that building that they started renovating. And now you go and there's so many people going in and out and like, you know, things happening in the building. So it's really cool when you see those projects actually
0: becoming what they were meant to be. Mm -hmm. Well, it shows that you do great work too, that you're you're not only just working with the architects, but then being recommended by the architects and then being recommended by the GCs or referenced to the owners, where the work just keeps coming because as a building kind of develops and gets filled, all of those people need signage and wayfinding. And it's great that Red Elephant can offer those solutions. What are some important elements when you're designing an interior wayfinding package? I have definitely been in a building and I have been utterly confused by where to go in the signage that's there. What are elements that you include to make it clear and easy for people to navigate in a building?
1: So I think that one of the main things is going to be your the hierarchy of information, right? So it's, it's really important when you put together a design for a sign that the information is in the right place. So yes, let's say you have you know, like your level and then your room numbers and then some arrow showing an exit or an entry or an amenity. If you don't have a good layout on that, it's going to be very confusing. So for us, you know, what we do is in the early stages, we'll take the architectural plans and then Luis, our design director, he'll imagine this, like he'll basically walk the project in his mind and think about, you know, if somebody's walking through here and they need to go to the fitness center, you know, where does the sign have to go? When you're doing this at that level, it's very easy to to make any changes or revisions to make sure that the messaging and the copy is correct. Because a lot of times, you know, people call it fitness center, but maybe somebody else has a different name for that. So when you, when you start working on it early on and you can visualize what the experience is gonna be for the end user is very helpful. So I think on that design-wise, like I said, like the layout and the hierarchy of the information is very important because you're trying to cramp a lot of information in one place. And then also making sure that you have a lot of contrast in the information so that when people are walking through the building, they can see where they're going, you know. And uh, there's a lot of tools that we use to be sure that the contrast is good, that the visibility is going to be good. And a lot of the stuff that you see on ADA uh, requirements and things, or IBC code, it has certain things that you have to meet to be sure that they're going to be compliant. So we follow a lot of those those rules. You can get creative if you need to, but you have to keep that into consideration at all times. And that's one thing that I said earlier, you know, uh, Luis, he's so passionate about it. Like he, he's really into it and he wants to make sure that everything is compliant. In the beginning, I thought he was a little crazy because I was like, you just want it to look really cool, right? Uh, but he's like, yeah, you need you want it to be really cool, but if somebody can't really use it, then it's it's completely worthless. Like it could look amazing. But if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And, uh, and I think one main thing too is like less is more. Uh, just because you have a big building doesn't mean you have to have a lot of signage, you know, with a lot of arrows showing people where to go. You have to have the right sign in the right place so that it takes you to the next place where you need to be. It doesn't have to be super expensive, you know, like something that I've learned from, from Luis is, you know, color coding things. So if you're at this level, then you have your blue. And then the next level is going to be your greens. So when you're walking through the parking lot and you have something that has green on it with the signage, then you know that you're in this floor. And for example, the people in healthcare they do a great job with the signage, making sure everybody knows where to go. Uh, you're in a stressful situation. You want to make sure that people get to where they need to be quick, and you don't want to add stress, you know, with them getting lost or whatever. How do you translate that? You know, like those details into commercial real estate and multifamily. So again, you know, I keep bringing up Luis, but he's a great asset to our team. He used to work in healthcare for several years. So he he brings that knowledge and he applies that, not at the same level as in healthcare, but it really helps when you see the packages that he puts together, it, it makes a lot of sense. The way he designed things and he gets the designers to put everything in the right way when you're reading information is really helpful. So, I mean, it's really nice to work with somebody like that. You know that when you give that to your client, they're going to be really happy with the design. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's what we get to do all the time around here.
0: And it's it's really helpful to have someone who's dedicated to excellent design, but the code implications are so important to consider too. And then also, especially in healthcare, what you said really resonates with me of creating a space that is easily navigated to reduce stress. Because if you're in a hospital, for example, you're probably at a higher level of stress than you would be on a regular basis because there's a medical issue or you're visiting someone or something like that. So just to be able to get to where you need to go easily and stress-free is so important. And signage really facilitates that. As much as we want to think that the architecture will do that, when it comes down to it, people need to be able to read those signs to get to the room or the doctor that they're trying to find.
1: Yeah. And if you think about it, I mean, signage is absolutely everywhere. It's a really important part of the way that we experience our space and the place where we live and things like that and the places that we go
0: to. So as we wrap up, where can people follow your company or get in touch with you uh, either on social media or if you have any websites? Mm
1: -hmm. So our website is redelephantway.com. You can find us on LinkedIn as red elephant. Um, And then just if you, if you need anything, Uh, You can contact me, you can go through the website, there's there's a form there and it'll get, you know, to us. Again, my name is Christina Masutis. And you can also follow me on Instagram. My handle is the appreciation of beauty. And, uh, and I just put a lot of stuff that just happens around here, you know, like I'll do walkthroughs of the shop and what I'm doing on a daily basis, you know, just my regular, my regular stuff. <laughs> well,
0: that's great! Yeah, just th- I like the, the handle to appreciation of beauty. If people are interested in getting a glimpse of how signage is designed and made, that would be a great, a great way to follow. Mm-hmm. Yes, awesome. So, Christina, thank you so much for joining me. It was wonderful hearing about Red Elephant and all the things your team does. And I am very much looking forward to seeing the rest of the rebrand rolling out and following more of your team's projects. So, thank you for sharing.
1: Well, thank you for having me this has been really fun i was a little bit nervous in the beginning but it's actually uh, really cool and i appreciate you taking the time to you know invite so many people so that they can talk about their careers and their lives i think you know everybody's working really hard and they want to be sure that they're doing a good job and then when you listen to other people and how they're dealing with their challenges it is really inspiring so thank you for using your time to do this
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode of Architect Et. If you enjoyed the episode, don't forget to share it with your network. Leave us a five-star rating and review and follow us on social media. Reach out to the podcast directly at architectet.com. That's architect, E-T-T-E dot com. Join us in two weeks for our next episode. See you then.